everyone. Welcome to the Water According to Walker. This is the fifth episode, episode five, um, the revenge of relationships. I guess if we want to give it, you know, kind of a um, a punny name on Star Wars, since it was just um, Star Wars Day and the Revenge of the Fifth. So today, I have a very good friend of mine, Fran, um, who I have consistently and always spoken about relationships and dating and so forth. And I mean, we have um, similar situations, different situations, but it's always good to hear from other people about what we're what we're doing. Um, in terms of our private lives. So, uh, Fran, if you want to say anything. Hi, Siobhan. <laughs> um, what do you want to talk? What, let's start with your last relationship, or we could talk about my first relationship, whatever you want to, how you want to start this. Yeah. I mean, first, first, I definitely wanted to get like a background of how me and you met. Um, okay. And we'll be able to just dive in after that. So, okay, cool. Was it you that spoke to me first or? No, you were sitting behind me with Melissa. Okay. And okay. you were having a conversation about, it was political. And while I don't want to talk about the conversation, I turned mm -hmm. around and I was intrigued because I'm a generation older than you and Melissa. So mm -hmm. I was, I was intrigued because I was happy to hear people behind me talking about politics and wanting to be engaged. Yeah, that's right. You know what? I remember now I was, um, <clears throat> I think we both took the, what the 521, uh, yeah, it was the 521 or the 537. I don't remember the tr exact train. Could have been the five. <clears throat> I think it was the 521. Okay, so that's how we met. Right. I sat behind you. I think we were, I think me and Melissa were talking about me running for, I think that might've been it. It was me running for office. And then you just, you spoke with us. And after that, me, you and Melissa were just kicking it on the train. Yes, that's um, exactly correct. She left, um, she left where we worked at. And then me and you were just, we just continued our friendship after that, just right. sitting on the train for like an hour. Um, right. We would, we would sit together and chat and I'd get off in Rawway and you you continue on. Right. So, uh, yeah, throughout all those times, we would always talk about either political stuff, New Jersey Transit, just completely shitting on customers as well as like relationships, whether you were dating somebody or I was messing around with somebody like we would just have so many different conversations. It was right. really we, we We talked about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and I was, think you, you enjoyed talking to me about relationships because my twist on relationships is a little different than most other women of my generation. Well, how's that? Well, I don't really think marriage is the end all and be all, but, we, but you know that. Um, I've done it once. I've been engaged since then. And um, I don't see marriage as anything other than a contract. But we, we talked about that. That's right. It's marriage is a it's a it's a piece of paper that uh, legally binds you together. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, I think people should get married if they want to have families. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if they want to get married, by all means, get married. But I don't think it's the end all and be all. I think your relationship defines you, not your marital status. In terms of I relationships. I 100% agree with you. My thing is, is that, um, as you just brought it up, 
marriage is a piece of paper. It's a legal binding documentation. That's why you have to get the courts involved. Uh, if you want to get a marriage license, you have to get the the courts involved again if you want to legally, you know, end that contract. Um, I think a lot of people have, if they're in a very happy relationship, they don't necessarily need to be uh, legally binding to one another for them to have like a real marriage. A marriage, like you said, is a piece of paper. There are people that have been in loving relationships for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, um, and they didn't need any legal binding piece of paper to tell them that they were married or not. Um, and I mean, you know what? They like marriages marriage they do provide certain benefits because i remember i did post one time on facebook what's the difference between uh marriage and just a happy relationship for the same amount of time and there are some uh financial benefits when you are married for a spouse but that is in- correct there, there are some financial benefits and there are some legal benefits also right but in terms of emotional benefit there's really nothing more that a marriage can offer you um, some people, some critics, they would say that, um, <clears throat> a marriage means that you are, you're fully committed. I personally don't believe that because you can be committed to somebody if you don't want to end the relationship, whether you're in a legally binding marriage or whether you're in a, um, a longstanding relationship with that one person, right? It doesn't, a right. one piece of paper doesn't mean that you're married or not. That's correct. I mean, technically, a uh- Marriage certificate is really just a legal document. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to be technical about it, it's a, it's, it's a legal document. It's a contract. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much it costs, but, uh, I mean, it's a very expensive kind of contract if you want to exit it. Um, that is correct. It's easy to enter. It's difficult to exit. (laughs) It's, (laughs) it's very easy it's easy to get married. You could decide tomorrow that you want to marry somebody and go down to the courthouse. Well, you can't do it right now because of the virus, but <laughs> generally speaking, you can go down to any courthouse, get a blood test, do what you have to do. And you can get married for like, I don't know, 50 bucks or whatever it is. Um, the, cost of, <laughs> the, the cost of the marriage license And then, but let's say you decide in a month that this isn't for me, it's going to cost you a lot more money to get out of it. You have to hire an attorney or depending upon where you live, it it can be difficult to get out of. So, um, So I would suggest suggest what getting married. (laughs) No, you wouldn't suggest looking at the, uh, the billboards, uh, in a hood that say, uh, divorce lawyers for $399. Would you suggest people to use those? (laughs) You could get divorced on the internet for cheaper. If you really want to, Wow. (laughs) you can pull all the documents from line and I am completely not against marriage. I wouldn't do it again. Right. Um, I am always happy to celebrate other people's happiness and lives and weddings and, you know, I'm happy if people stay together, but I know more people that haven't stayed together. Yeah, I think the stats are what about 53, 55% of uh, marriages end in divorce. So it's mm-hmm. more than likely that if you're getting hitched, that uh, that it'll, it'll end, um, it'll end rather than flourish for life. Um, but why do you, let me ask you this why do you think that is? Do you think that it's a combination of generations? Do you think it's more so my generation rather than your generation? Um, like, what do, you, what do you think the, the, the contributions or the factors are for well, that? You, you, well, okay. When I was younger, there was no internet dating. 
when I met my, I met my ex-husband in a bar, my friend tried to pick him up. He wasn't interested in her. He wanted me. That's how I met my ex-husband. And we dated. There were, I don't even remember having a cell phone. I remember him calling and us going out. And it was different. People dated. You know, my husband courted me, I guess. We got to know each other dating. Nowadays, you guys do things a little differently. You have Tinder. You have all the other things. Now, I'm not against those. I mean, I have friends that do those. Who cares? But um, people don't really get to know each other. You text a lot. People, and, and we do it now, too. But texting a lot. In, instead of talking a lot. So you're really not getting to getting to know the core of the person you're interested in. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the issues is that because you have all this technology that you can use, you're using it and you're not actually getting live one-on-one. -on -one, let me get to know the real person. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. I, I think, think you, I that's think you, I think that's part of the the issue. With uh, my generation, you got married. My mother's generation, you got married for life. My generation, you got married and it didn't work out. You got divorced. You found somebody else. You got married again. I have friends that are on their third and fourth husband. Holy shit! I think that's insane. Especially for whoever keeps getting divorced, like they've gotten like that person that uh they they have half of half of half of what they've got if they've ever gotten that far. Like it's yeah, it's, that's pretty wild. Well, every time you get divorced, you lose. Yeah, you know what? I had a um, I had a one one of my coworkers at my at my old job. He um he was a single guy, but he had a sister who was in the midst of like a very bad divorce and. He told like did, like my coworker. He just had a negative view of marriage, and he would say something about staying single or not getting married every day that I worked at. It was funny because he was a very amusing guy. Um, but he told me one time because I guess he factored in how much the divorce lawyer was charging, whether it was driving to the court that'd be like an hour of pay or everything else. Like it was tens of thousands of dollars in divorce, and he told me he said it's cheaper to keep her. And the only people that win during a wedding are the divorce lawyers. That's it. Well, he's, he's very cynical. <laughs> yeah, very, very. Um, <laughs> now marriages and happy marriages do happen right. and people get, they fall in love. They get married. They have children. They live happily together through the good times and the bad times. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately, statistically, you have a 50% chance of not staying together. Yeah. So I highly recommend younger people that want to have a family, make, get married and have a family. But well, if it first, doesn't work, but if, if it doesn't work out, you don't have to get married four times after. <laughs> you just don't have to. <laughs> I had a, um, I had a, I had a friend who, um, she had gotten married and I'm trying to think this was years ago i think that she got married and i knew that the relationship well the marriage wasn't going to work out so me and a mutual friend uh of hers we uh talked about it and 
we thought about, okay, well maybe this, this would be funny, but do you want to take a bet on it? And like, we bet on the marriage where I think I picked under six months and I think the other friend they bet <laughs> over six months. So but we didn't bet any money, but it was just like, it was funny enough that we were betting on a marriage because we both didn't think that it will last long. It was just whether the, the over under was six months. I mean, if, if you think that a marriage is going to last, the over under should be like six years rather than six months. <laughs> it's not much faith that we put in that marriage. And I think they ended up lasting maybe nine months to a year. And then they ended up getting divorced. Um, but sometimes so you can who, see. Who, so who won the bet? Oh, my friend definitely won the bet, but I mean, only by three months. It's not, we didn't put much faith in a marriage because I created the over under of six months. So neither of us thought that it would last long. It's just, I still lost the bet. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't surprise you that I would do something like that, right? No, not at all. <laughs> so, um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes in marriages, you see that the writing's on the wall um, and two people that that they don't need to be together. Um, somehow they end up together. Somehow, somehow they end up getting married and sometimes they end up having kids. It's like, I'm not going to say some of the biggest fuck ups, but uh, some of the people that are really undeserving of of kids and uh, happiness in their life. I don't know how they find each other and I don't know how they end up having kids, but it's, uh, I could tell you about a couple like that, that I know, actually, this is where my, my quasi writing career took off. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, sure. I was, my father, my father died in 98. I was divorced and I had joined a group and I'm a funny person because my gut, when I meet people, my gut is always on the mark. It's always correct. So I didn't like this girl, but I said, ah, you're, you're, you're being, you're not being nice. And I, there was a guy that was involved in the group. I, I didn't have any kind of romantic attachment to him. I didn't get him and his way of thinking, but we were friends and we used to hang out together. So I hung out with him and this girl first, first she was dating this one guy and he dumped her. I don't know why. And then we hung out together. It was the three of us. And then my father died. And then Dave, the husband, instead of coming to me and telling me that he liked her, he kind of, used me. It wasn't really very nice. I was kind of surprised he did that. So they ended up getting together. So, um, after they got together as a couple, they excluded me because I didn't have an actual boyfriend, although I did. Oh, damn. So but they just didn't know him. Cause I always, I always have a boyfriend or a friend in my life. Um, at this stage of my game, it's usually very casual, but back then, yeah, I had a boyfriend. So they got engaged. She, I went to her bridal shower and I thought it was weird because she had no girlfriends at this bridal shower. She was, wow. you know, 28, maybe. I don't remember her age. She was under 30. Dave is 10 years older than her and it was all family. And I think she may have had one or two college friends, no friends, no other friends, which I thought was very strange because when I got married, I had a whole, everybody at my shower was my friend or my family, you know, a friend of the family. 
it wasn't just one friend from college. It was very weird. So she sends me my, my um, an invitation to the wedding. And it's a Saturday night in February, black tie affair. Mm. And this is a girl who bragged about her parents had a wedding fund so that when she got married that they would have money for this shindig. So she invites me by myself. I have a boyfriend. She invites me to the wedding by myself. So <laughs> I waited until the end of the RSVP time because my brother was coming into the States. He had gotten married um, and his, he and his wife and he had a baby. They were coming in from Israel. So I didn't really want to go to her wedding, but I waited. And it turned out that they were coming in the same time she was getting married. So hmm. I, I sent her back my RSVP and I just said, I'm sorry. I, unfortunately, I cannot attend your, your wedding. I get a phone call from her demanding to know why I wasn't coming. And <laughs> she wanted to know if the reason why I wasn't coming was because she invited me single, that they were only inviting people with guests if they were coupled for a year or longer and that she was putting me at a singles table. <laughs> that, was, that was the message that she left on my, on my phone. It was like the so, kitty table at uh, Thanksgiving. Exactly. exactly. Um, I don't think so. I have a boyfriend and no, I don't think so. So I, ca I called her back. I think I didn't want to talk to her. So I called her back. I either called her back when I knew she wasn't going to be home or I called her back at her office after hours. I can't remember. And I just left her a voicemail and I said, I'm, I said, Debbie, that was her name. I'm sorry. I got your, your message. I said, Debbie, my brother and his wife are coming in from Israel and they have a child and I'm going to be seeing them that weekend. I'm not going to be able to attend your wedding. That's why I'm not coming. And it has nothing to do with me. You know, you invited me without a guest. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm really sorry that I'm not able to attend the event. I said, if you really want to talk to me about it, call me back. So she never called me back. So I went out and I bought her a gift. I shipped it to her house. Um, and this is where that no deed, no good deed goes unpunished comes in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent her the gift and I get a thank you. The wedding was in February. I shipped the gift before they were their wedding, which was in February. I get a thank you in May, but it's not a thank you. It's a dear Fran, thank you for the gift. It was very thoughtful. I can't believe you didn't come to my wedding. <laughs> No, that's a because, wait, because, because you didn't come to my wedding. We can't be friends anymore. I wish you the best of luck. And she keeps the freaking gift. She doesn't return it, which is what she should have done. That's awful. She's awful. She, she's a horrible person. So I called her. I called her at her job and I left her a message and I said, I got your note. I said, you know, for a woman who for a woman who thinks she deserves the best of everything, you have zero class. Zero. Good luck to you. So my brother-in-law is a computer guy and he sent me this bridezilla website. 
So what do I do? I'm at work. I worked for MetLife at the time. It was really, really slow. Um, I go on the website and I type up my little story of what happened. So about three weeks later, I get a phone call from the woman who owns the website and she was writing a book. She wrote the Bridezilla book. Oh, wow. My story verbatim as I wrote it is in her book about Debbie and Dave. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Now I lived in Metuchen and I used to see that's where they live. And I used to, I used to see her always alone, never with anybody. Um, she is, she's not a nice girl. She's not a nice woman at all. She's, would you, oh, would you say she's a, would you say she's a cunt? I'm not going to use that word. I'd say she's a bitch. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> but you know, I could thank her because she actually got me started on my little writing stuff. But that story is in this woman's book. The woman didn't pay me for the story. She, I had to sign off on it, but she did send me the book. Wow. I have the book. And every time I would see her walk past her or whatever, I didn't acknowledge her in any way, but I would laugh to myself and think, your classless story has been published. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. So wait, so you are, so you, so you started your own writing. Um, not based off of what happened, but like you said that you started, um, your own writing. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, now I can. I lost you before. Um, so like you were, you were saying that you started, you started writing. I lost you again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Now I can. Okay. Um, so wait, what kind of writing are you doing now? Well, I, I'm writing, I wrote a book about the last actual relationship that I had. Um, I used to live in Metuchen, New Jersey, and, um, I'm not a relationship person. I don't want to, I, I, before this situation happened, I got divorced and I was in a long relationship with somebody after my divorce for about 10 years on and off. And that ended. And then I had another relationship with someone else who lived with me. He actually gave me a ring and he had moved out in 2011. And after that, I was done. I said, I don't want to live with anybody. I don't need to be with anybody all the time. I would rather have friendship, sex and, and memories. And maybe that sounds funny, but that's no, it doesn't. I live it. <laughs> I, I know you do. <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead. Um, but you know, with one person at a time, that was the way I wanted to handle my male female things because I really am not interested in getting married again. Yeah. So I used to work for uh, Citigroup. So I went with someone. I was at the end of my, I left Citigroup in 2014. So before I left, I went to a gym with someone and she was, went to the gym because she wanted to, she was looking, she was getting married. She wanted to look a certain way and she 
wanted to talk to a certain person who was a trainer about what he could do for her. So I went with her just because she asked me to go. Fine, I went. And it wasn't even anybody that I'm really close with. So when I was there, this dude was talking to us briefly, and then I just walked away. I didn't even give him a second thought. So she got married. I left city and I went to work for Chase and I was online dating and I get this email I would from the the website that I was on from somebody who said that they met me. <laughs> so random. So I I was like I looked at the pictures there were three of them and I'm like he he looks familiar. But I couldn't place it and I was like I don't know him but where do I where do I where did I see this person before that I see him on here? Is he just being, you know, weird? So we ended up, um, we ended up meeting at Champs in Menlo Park Mall about two weeks later. Okay. And he was a cute dude with a good personality. So I started seeing him on a regular basis after that. And I had dogs. Now his story was supposedly he was divorced. He had two kids. He had yes. three. Ki- he had three kids from two other women <laughs> that were older. Um, and I really didn't care because this none of this had anything to do with me. And I'm not looking to get married or or cohabitate with anybody, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, that's a yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I I saw him every weekend. He was a personal trainer. I saw him every weekend. But I was always curious about why, if he's a personal trainer, he had time every weekend to come and see me when he should have been swamped. Oh, good point. But I, ne- I never asked him. He would come to my house and we'd go out. Um, he lived in Jersey City. And he liked animals. He had actually sent, I had two dogs that were a little older. They were very calm. And he loved them. And um, he wanted a dog, but he said he couldn't get one because he lived with his mom and she had a pit bull and he wanted a dog. So at one point he had a client come to my house with a dog that he wanted me to adopt. Somebody found it. But my little, my little beagle didn't like the dog. So that was a no, no, it wasn't happening. Okay. So then a girl that I had used to know, I don't know her anymore. We had a difference of opinion politically, which has nothing to do with anything, but she, her value system and mine are complete opposites. She was just a lot younger mm-hmm. than me. And she was in a situation, she was in a marriage. She had gotten pregnant at like 16 and she's pro-life and she wouldn't have an abortion. So she had a daughter and then she, she ended up marrying the guy and then they had a son and he was a philanderer. Um, not not a good guy and she would come to my house on fridays and we would talk and you know i was somewhat counseling her i guess so that was our relationship so she so she called she lived in my neighborhood so she called me from north carolina and told me she was there and had a dog and this lady had a bag of puppies did i want a dog i said no i don't want a dog mark you want a dog he said yeah he did so he actually picked out the dog he wanted, which is Lexi, the, my dog, my current dog. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So Lexi, she brought Lexi back. He wanted to name her Lexis. 
I named her Lexi. He's not naming a dog after a car. Let's call her Lexi. So he, he, the deal was supposed to be that she would stay with me during the week because he really couldn't take care of her and he couldn't have the dog at his mother's and that the dog would go to his house so his kids would play with it on the weekend. Well, P.S., that never happened. So here I am living in my little townhouse in Metuchen with three dogs, and Lexi's nuts. She's nuts. She's almost five. She's nuts to this day. So I started getting, you know, I had to take her to, I had to get her spayed, and I had to do all the things with her, and I started getting pissed off because he wasn't around to take care yeah. of this dog. I'm paying for this dog. It's supposed to be his dog. So I started questioning him. Um, well, I didn't like the answers I was getting. He was lying. Well, he turned out that he didn't live with his mother. He lived with his wife. <laughs> and the only, the only reason why I didn't go to his house was because he lived in Jersey City in a neighborhood that, to be blunt, I wouldn't go into. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, so, so um, <laughs> it didn't end well. And there was a lot of drama. And the girl that gave us the dog was absolutely incensed about this because her husband and Mark were the same kind of guy. Oh, so, okay. she, so she ended up getting into a brawl with Mark's wife, who I actually feel sorry for Mark's wife because she is living with a guy who married her after they already had two children. And he married her because she's the mommy. And she makes some money. Yeah. And um, he's he's much older than she is. They've got two kids. And he married her not even a year before he met me. <laughs> a lot of dudes do cheating, man. Not all he, of them. Not, not half of them. That's a lot. That's crazy. But, That's okay, so when I found out what, what he was, he, uh, he and I were, get out. I don't, I don't know you anymore. But... She held, she, she, she was fighting for her man, honey, I don't want him. And I feel yeah. really, so, I feel really sorry for you because if you think I'm the only one, I'm not. And this happened four years ago, but there was so much drama. And even, even the part where the girl that gave us the dog got into it with his wife, that was even crazy. So oh, crazy. I ended Gee. up moving. I ended up when this was all going on, I was moving because I, I needed, I actually needed a house with a fenced in yard because I lived in a townhouse and it was too yeah. hard to manage three dogs in a townhouse. And I was like in the process of moving when I found out what his bill was. So I moved, I spent six months fixing up a house. And after I fixed up the house, I had time to think about this situation. And I started writing, writing about it. Got it. So I wrote a, I wrote a book and the book, it's actually, it's not a good subject. It's a touchy subject. It's an interracial relationship with people that are dishonest. You've got, a, you've got crazy people that I got involved with that, like the girl that gave us the dog, who's insane. And, but it's funny. So what I did was I created this story where my dog, Lexi, or his dog is questioning what happened to him. So I wrote this mm. book about my relationship with him, but I made, I wrote it from my dog's perspective. 
Now that that is very interesting because most of the time, if you read a story, it's always um, first person POV is usually the uh, protagonist or hardly ever the antagonist. But the fact that the first person POV is a dog and seeing the I'm not going to say struggle, but just the the interactions and the situation of an interracial relationship that um, seems like it's headed for impending doom or it's not going to work out. Um, that's very interesting. And I think it, that's a very, it's very creative of you to come up with a, uh, situation in a, in a, in a point of view that's uh, very different than the average, uh, kind of book. Now the book hasn't been published yet. I'm trying to, just, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't, I really don't want to self-publish cause I do have a full-time job and that when you self-publish a book, you have to market it yourself. Yeah. yeah I don't have fair. time. I don't, I really don't have time to do that. So I'm, I'm, I have to put my mind to actually finding an agent to get it published. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. If, you know, in five years, I'm still not doing that. I might just publish it myself. I don't know. But it's going to be published eventually. Yeah, well, let me know. You know, I'll definitely buy a copy of it. Um, and I'll definitely, I'll definitely read it and I'll buy a copy. Just let me know. Um, Absolutely. So question for you. I have a sure. couple things. Um do you think that sex complicates relationships or it complicates in our, I guess in our cases, do you think sex complicates friendships? Um, reason why I'm asking is because I, there was, there was something I, I posted on Facebook either yesterday or a couple of days ago that, um, that said that it's, it's like impossible for you to have sex with a friend and there can't be feelings that come from it. Like, what do you, what is your take on that? It depends upon who the people are. That's fair. Subjective, right? Subjective to the people that are involved. It depends upon who the people are and it depends upon the intention because in reality, women are looking for love and men are looking for sex. That's human nature. Women have sex because they think it's going to get them love. And men have sex because they want to have sex and they don't care about love. It just gets love them off. <laughs> love, love comes after. Right, right. You know, you have sex, the woman's all attached, and the man either decides he wants to continue this or I'm done with you. <laughs> I've accomplished my goal. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it. Um, of course, I know of you've course. seen it. So in terms of men and f- two friends having sex, it depends upon who the friends are. Yeah. Um, if they are real, ju- really just friends, um, I think you can have sex and still remain friends. Okay. Okay. But it depends. I, 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 it depends. I mean, the guy may have an ulterior motive that he actually really likes this girl and I wanted to have sex with her, maybe hoping she would really dig me. Or maybe yeah. the girl really likes him and thinks that sex is going to get her love from the guy. Or maybe mm-hmm. they're like um, Samantha Jones on Sex in the City and Samantha doesn't give a crap. She'll sleep with anything. Yeah. Well, you know, but men, men and women are, are not wired the same. I'm sorry. I've seen it all. You Fair know, there are, there are some emotional men out there that are looking for love. But you know, I feel, you know, I, I feel bad for 
the people out there that want a relationship and like i'm not going to say they're looking for it or they're waiting for it but it's it's a hope of theirs and they see the pool of talent or lack of talent out there like there's a lot of there's a lot of shitty guys out there from a lot of guys that prey on women and do this and do that and there are a lot of shitty women out there like I'm, uh, I'm not exactly say. that there's it's a lot of shitty they're just shitty humans they're shitty human beings out there. And I mean, you know, the the more pessimistic you are in thinking that you'll find love and then you look out of your, you know, you look outside and then you see like the 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 people out there and it's like, wow, this one has that and this person has that problem with them. And like they don't you don't respect each other. You don't communicate. And I mean, like communication is all key. Um, in terms of the question that I asked, the answer is always going to come back to. I mean, your answer was great. I'm just saying. The answer is always going to come back to a form of communication. Um, if you don't tell people up front what you're looking for and what you're not looking for, it's uh, it's it's going to blow up in your face. Um, and again, communication also comes back to those people that they're looking for a relationship and they might find somebody that they're attracted to. And there could be mutual attraction, but I'm not going to say there's so much baggage, but there's just something up with the with with the person that they're into where maybe they're not on the same wave wavelength, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's very interesting. I've, I've seen so many people just get, uh, caught up with the wrong people. And I mean, I've seen people get caught up with the right people. Uh, beautiful when you see a successful relationship really work out and how people are just happy together. But you see some of these people, man, they just, they get with another one and it's like, okay, well this didn't work out. And then they get with another, another bad person, another bad seed, another bad seed. It's like a never ending cycle. You know, I'm going to be honest at some point, I think that some people inherently or maybe intentionally just want to be shit on because there's, there's no way that some people just continually get in bad relationships where they consistently make wrong decisions. I think it might be an inherent feeling where, if they feel like shit from the first relationship or maybe the last relationship, that's just the, the only thing that they know at this point. And they're, they're probably looking for um, another relationship with the prospect in the front of the back of their head that it's not going to work out. And it's just so normalized for them. Well, it depends upon what you want in the end. Such you as know- what? Okay, so let's say two people are hanging out together and doing whatever they do. You need to, if if anything is going to work out and progress, you have to be on the same page and be honest about being on the same page. No, I just want to, you know, go, you know, for me, I just want right now, I don't want any boyfriend. I have a friend, um, but he is a friend. I see him when I see him. I speak to him when I speak to him. I haven't seen him because we're quarantined right now anyway for almost two months because yeah. he, he works, he's in law enforcement and I not, he's already been quarantined because somebody that he works with has it. I'm Jeez. not going, I'm not going near that. Sorry. Don't come here. <laughs> don't come here. <laughs> um. And when I said to him, but I'll meet you in the park, he said, well, I'm a man. Okay, whatever. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. No, I won't meet you at the park. See you another time, whatever. But um, Well, the park is off limits. It, <laughs> no, the parks are open now in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah, the governor, yeah, that's the governor opened the parks. So 
if two people are on the same page, they're just having sex, they're friends, and they're just making memories, meaning today we did this, tomorrow we may do that, six months from now I may not know you, but that's okay, then you're fine. If two people want to have a relationship that goes down a road to whatever it goes down to, maybe they want to partner together for life, maybe they want to get married, maybe they want to have a family. If they're on the same page, it's fine. The problems come in because people are not honest about where they want to be, what they want. And that's one of the reasons why I respect you so much when you talk to me about your girls, because you have your disclaimer right up, right from the get go. I'm not interested in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You, no. tell, you tell women right off the bat. And I don't have too many problems, believe it or not. Like, you know, I think what well, how it stems is um, when I was in high school, you know, I was looking for a relationship. It didn't work out. Uh, nobody gave me a chance. I mean, for my behavior, I mean, I probably didn't give myself a chance. But uh, when I was looking when I was looking for relationships in high school, it didn't work out. And then I got to college probably like the first year or second year. Same thing. And it just wasn't working out. And me and a friend ended up uh, being friends. And then we ended up having sex. And I think after that, it was like it was like the light bulb just went off in my head where uh we were in the same class together we would study together um and we had a very great friendship we would we would go to class we would have a friendship after class we have sex later on that night or whenever we did it and it was a continuation of a great cycle right and this you know what now that i think about this person it's really cool because we had a special bond we're still friends to this day but we're not as great friends anymore it has nothing to do with uh, us having had casual sex before but um i knew her for years and i think me and her were messing around for a couple months uh maybe up to five months at a point and she ended up she messaged me one night and said um we can't do this anymore uh i found a guy and like that was our like that was our deal if one of us finds a relationship then we're just gonna not have casual sex and you know now that i'm telling this story a lot of people that i tell it to or they know the background of it they're like how the hell did you two met uh manage to get together like that and how did the ending of it happen so um so anyway she got with this guy and I think they were dating for two to three years after me and her were messing around and she ended up getting engaged and to him, to the guy, to the guy. Okay. Did they get married? Still friends. They invited me to the wedding and the night of the wedding, I met the husband and he thanked me for being like a great friend because she was, a, she was an international student. Uh, me and her, like I said, we're taking classes together and all this stuff. And like, we were decent friends where I guess she mentioned to him um, when they when they were dating or boyfriend and girlfriend that me and her were messing around and that I'm a really good friend of hers. And so he thought positively enough of me where I was I was allowed to be at the wedding and I got to the wedding. I saw her. She looked great. And then I met him and he said, dude, I want to thank you so much for being a great friend of my to my fiance or my, like my wife my soon to be wife. And like, after that, like, it was awesome. I don't talk to her as much because it's like communication broke down, but I know that we have a positive bridge. Like, should I ever need to reach out to her for anything? Or she the same to me? Like there's a mutual respect between one of one another that 
we're friends at the end of the day. And I've known her since, holy shit, like 2011, 2012. Now, does her um, husband actually know the type of friendship you have? Yeah, yeah. No, he okay. knew. He, he totally okay, knew. That's, that's, totally that's knows. cool. That's cool. But again, it's, uh, it, it came from me being open with her, her being open with her boyfriend and him being uh, cool enough to just, uh, just be like, yeah, let's invite him to the, to the wedding. I mean, there, there are a lot of people out there that would not do something like that, but it's, it, it comes from my openness where there's no negativity or bad blood. You know, the, usually the agreement is if one of us finds a relationship, then, Hey, this has to end. Uh, don't cheat on your spouses. Um, but you know what, since then, the amount of people that I've been with hardly ever does it ever break down and there's bad blood. Hardly. I'm not going to say it's never happened, but hardly ever because there's communication up front. And like you were alluding to before, like it's for me, it's just take it or leave it. What you see is what you get. Um, the offers on the table is just whether you choose whether you want it or not. Like I'm not going to change the way that I do. It's just whether you're down for it or whether you're not down for it. And if you're down for it, then it's going to last a long time because I have no plans to settle down and form a relationship. And clearly you have no plans in the short term to do the same. And it always works out for me. And that example of that one friend that I was messing with, I guess set a precedent for me where I don't have any negative friends with benefits or, you know, any kind of setup that I have going on. And it's like, that's, that's a high level of respect that I've gotten from messing around with a friend of mine to being invited to a wedding. Like after that, dude, that's any, like I put that on my, I'm not going to put that. I don't put that on my Tinder bio, but like, if I ever have conversations with, you know, female friends and they're like, well, you know, what's your experience with like friends with benefits? I always tell them like, I've been invited to a friend's wedding that I messed with and met the husband. Like, I don't think this is that often that that happens. Well, you messed with her and then she met him and that was it. Right. You exactly. Remain friends. That's cool. Exactly. Um, it's now, a, it's, I'm, it's, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a lot of people that, uh, whenever we've had the conversation of whether friends with benefits works or casual sex or sex without emotion or anything like that. Um, and they, I'm not going to say they're social concert, socially conservative, but you know, they're kind of standoffish or like against it because they believe that people can't have sex and, uh, not feel anything or complicates a friendship that you have. And I mean, from my example, it's very possible. It, like you said, it depends on the two people. If they're mature, you have to be care you have to be careful though. Um, you really do. Men and women have to be careful. Um, I got married to my ex-husband. We got divorced. I actually, the reason why we got divorced was I wanted children and he really didn't. Gotcha. Um, He didn't say he didn't. (sighs) He said he did. But when the topic came up, he said... The com the, the I asked him if he wanted to have children, and he said, "If you do, that's the wrong answer." <laughs> oh wow! So, what a dick! <laughs> you know, I'm in my twenties. I'm I'm in my twenties. Yeah, that's a horrible answer. <laughs> so, you know, and there was a whole lot of other stuff that happened. Yeah, he was a good-looking guy. He was a really good looking guy. And that's as far that if I met him today, I still hear from him, believe it or not. Actually, when I think about it, anybody that I had a relationship with, I hear from 
every single person except for Mark, of course. And um, I dated a cop, a Newark cop, before I met Mark. I don't hear from him anymore because he came to see me after I moved to Rawway, and I guess he thought that he could get a piece. And I'm like, no, I'm not interested in, in having sex with you in my house. If you would like to have sex with me, that's going to require a date. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, see, blah, okay. Blah. And I dated him for a year, like, before I met Mark. So he, he was just a jerk-off. So I had a housewarming party six months later, and I, I, I contacted him to invite him. And he says to me, I can't come to your party because I'm seeing someone. I'm like, that's fine. Bring her. Never heard from him again. See, nice invitation. Very nice. I said, bring her. I don't care. Bring her. But he never, I think he was burned that I wouldn't have sex with him. I don't, I don't know. But you have to be careful with who you're messing with. Um, I, I married my husband and then I actually ended up, I wasn't happy and I ended up falling for somebody that I worked with at a job after when I was married five years. <laughs> I didn't shit on my husband. I left my husband because I, yeah, I'm, I'm not supposed to be getting involved with other people. I don't believe in that. So I left him. And I had a very long relationship with this guy who really was the love of my life. And unfortunately, gotcha. career came before commitment with him. And that was why <laughs> we did not make it. And I don't speak to him anymore because he he's a physician now and he did something that I had asked a, a very close friend of mine died and I she had breast cancer and I asked him to make a donation and he has the means to make a donation. He knew her. We hung out together. We used to go out together with her and her husband. And um, yeah. I was so pissed off that he didn't make a donation. He didn't even bother that. I just I, I can't. You showed me who you are. This does not have anything to do with who your, your, your relationship and me and my relationship with you. It's about human decency. You're a physician. You told me that you were, this was your focus because you wanted to save the world. Well, that's a lie. You became a radiologist, which is a high paying profession in the medical field. And you didn't even have enough time to click on a website and throw in a hundred bucks. That was like, a nickel to somebody else. So I, we were done. But after he and I split, I, yeah. I think I tried to have relationships with other people. And I realized I was not gonna, I, I was never gonna have what he and I had with somebody else. So I wasn't gonna settle for anything less. Yeah, so that's fair. this is why I choose to live the way I live where I friends, sex memories see like that's you know how like people always they always uh have those shirts that said like keep calm and chive on like they should replace that with what you just said friends sex memories right you can you can have somebody i mean i have a friend now do i expect him to be in my life for a long time no he could be gone tomorrow he could be gone in six months he could still be around in 20 years yeah i don't know um, I'm not looking for the next step of a, re of a relationship. It's not what I want. 
question now here's a here's a good question for you fran sure um me and one of my uh one of my friends we were having this discussion um what should happen if you're with a guy and he can't like satisfy you would you break up with a guy for that or do you think there's more to it than just pure satisfaction based on sex well there's more to it than pure satisfaction but you have to ask yourself why he can't is it him or is it you Good question. Very good question. I mean, you know, I've for me, I, again, I don't do relationships, but I know, um, but you will think, someday. <laughs> yeah, someday. We, um, I've, we've already had this conversation and I will be getting an invitation. Thank you very much. Next, next. Keep going. So um, but I think that there's there's more to relationships than just sex. And I think that, you know, uh, an emotional bonding like the shit that's going on now with the quarantine, like this is when you can you can really bring out the best in uh, in your relationships with people, uh, with your spouse. I think that there's way more to offer than just the physical portion of it. It's just you're correct. If it's if it's casual sex and he can't get you off, then that's a problem. And you got to end that shit uh, severely. Um, but but people, people go through, you know, highs and lows with their partner anyway. Yeah, it's sometimes true. they get you off. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you don't get off. I don't know. I mean, it depends. You know, females are hormonal driven, so it could be a number of reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, one more. So one more, I had another question for you. Um, you say that you only, you know, have one friend, right? So there's, there's no polygamy. There's no, uh, multiple, multiple guys that you're seeing at one time. Is there ever like that? Well, at this point, I'm not interested and it's got, it's not because I think he's so great. If I met somebody else that I wanted to hang out with, I would, but I haven't. Um, like a revolt, really, like a wheel, or would you just would you just switch from one person to another? Like, would you try to handle multiple people at one time? I don't think so. I don't. Is really it too much do, to handle? Like, or is it like maybe your maybe your attention is just really driven for just one person? I can really only pay attention to one person okay. at a time. I I don't believe I I can't be hanging out with five different people. It, gotcha. does, it just doesn't doesn't work for me. Um, I don't care what he's doing, but we we've had our conversation about that also. You know, I sat him down. You know, when we met, and I said, "This is the this is our situation. Um, we do this together. If you want to do it with somebody else, you got to tell me. And if I want to do it with somebody else, I got to tell you because yeah. there's a health risk involved." So that's up, that's up to me if I want to be involved with multiple people, because whenever, whoever he's messing with and me, he's messing with, you know, that's affecting me too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just talking about from a physical po point of view. So that was, that was our agreement. Now I, I don't really, I'm not interested in online dating. I didn't meet him online. I met him out and, um, I'm not interested. Like if I, I haven't seen the guy in two months, I have zero interest in meeting anybody else. Um, and I think if I don't see him anymore, I don't have any interest in seeing anybody now, but that could change. Cause I'm trying to make some changes in my life anyway. Fair. Okay. So that, that kind of stuff compl 
complicates things when you get involved with people. Cause people are, you have to be careful. People are weird. Um, after, after I got, after me and my, the, the physician broke up, um, I, I met someone who was actually, he was a rich kid. Um, we were in our thirties. He was a rich kid and he, his father was an attorney for Havnani and the builder. Nobody ever said no to him. So I dated him for a couple of months and he was an alcoholic and a drug addict. Yeah. His parents did never say no to him. And I realized I had to break up with him. Well, it took me six months to get rid of him and four trips to the court and a restraining order. God dang. Boy, you pick him, man. <laughs> I, didn't pick, I didn't pick him. He picked me. And who would have thought, thought that some rich kid would have turned out to be such a jerk? No, so you man. really, you, you really have to be careful who you, who you have sex with. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he was, he was connected to me. He wanted, he was looking for, I don't know what he was looking for. He was looking for somebody to take care of him. You, you know, know his, pa his parents took care of him. His grandmother took care of him. Um, and he needed a woman to take care of him. You know, the, the crazy thing is, is that, um, you know, I do what I do, multiple partners, whatever. Um, most th the thing that I, that I care mostly about is sexual health. And like you were alluding to with, uh, with the situation with the guy you were seeing, like there are a lot of dirty people out there and not in terms of like, they're carrying something, but like, they just don't want to get like checked up or anything. But no. uh, I had a friend, I had a friend who I was uh, messing with at the time. And, um, she, we ended up like breaking it off, but she was like messing around with some other guy and she ended up catching something from him. And, um, it, it just, it bewildered me. Cause it's like, do people not know that they have anything and like, they just knowingly spread shit or not knowingly spread shit. It's no, like, well, there's a lot of things you can have that you don't know you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's true. You, you know, you have it. You go to the doctor, you get in, a, you, you go for your physical every year and you're for a woman. If you go to a reputable doctor, they can, if you, they can run a screen. Yeah. It, it, it's a swab. You're done. You know, just part of, part of the, what they're testing you for as a female. It's not a big yeah. deal. And they can call you back and say, you've got this and this, or you've got nothing or you're clean or whatever. And I highly recommend every girl to get that done every year, whether she's married or not. Yeah, it's pretty important. Cause there are things that you can have that you don't even know you have it. Cause there's no symptoms and they create problems in your future. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I'm not talking about, AIDS or herpes. I'm talking about other, you know, bacterial things that can be cured okay. with a, with an antibiotic. You don't even know you have. And if you're a girl, you could end up, you know, you, you're 25 and you end up having this and, you know, 32, you decide you want to have kids, you have problems because you're, Shit. you have issues. So you, you need, you need to, you need to, you know, check yourself. Doesn't mean you're dirty. It means you're being you know, you're concerned about your health. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the dirty people that I was talking to were the ones that weren't concerned with their health. Well, you um, need to be concerned with your health. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> a lot of people should be. 
Um, no, you need to take care of yourself. I mean, it's very easy to go to the doctor once a year and get checked out. Yeah, it's not that hard. No. As as you have <laughs> I mean, well, not everybody has insurance, but I mean, right, exactly. let's let's call it what it is. Planned Parenthood is free, and it is for both sexes. Right. And I, you know what? That was that was a life lesson for me. I don't know how I found out, but I went to Planned Parenthood and I had a uh, test. I didn't come back with anything. Um, it was, you know, kind of it was it was amazing to see uh, Planned Parenthood as something that's for both genders and they have, you know, applicable and appropriate testing and procedures. Um, but you never know if you leave, you listen to fucking news sites and everything that tells you that Planned Parenthood is evil or Planned Parenthood needs no, to be No, it's not. These crazy abortion people are the same idiots that are uh, double yeah. standards. I mean, that's, 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 that's why the girl that gave me Lexi, I don't talk to her anymore. We got into a fight. Um, she doesn't believe in abortion. Well, that's fine. I don't believe in abortion for me either, but I didn't ever have to have one. And yeah. But what I don't want to do for myself has nothing to do with what Jane and Mary want to do. They can do whatever they want. So um, that's what pro-choice is. And Planned Parenthood offers health services. Part of health services is abortion for female. Right. right. They're not an right. abortion factory. They're not federally funded. It's bullshit. It is a health place. You, if, if you, if you, if you live in New Brunswick or Elizabeth or Perth Amboy and you are a guy and you may have been exposed to something and you don't have any health insurance, you can go right in there. They will test you. They will, they will take blood and give you an HIV test if you need one. You're a guy. They will give you a prescription for birth control if you're a girl and you need birth control. If you have cancer, they will they will help treat you. That's what it's for. And that's why I get so annoyed at these people with their pro-life. You're not pro-life. You're full of crap. I'm so, pro-life for me. It's none of my business what anybody else does. Right. So, Fran, question for you, because um, we got about like seven, eight minutes left. Um, sure. just wanted to ask, now I've asked you a lot of questions. Did you have any questions for me? I do. I want to know what if you've ever been in love. Yes, I have been in love. A um, couple times. Um, holy shit. I was in love with this one girl and it uh, it didn't work out. She went back to her country and um, I, th I might have mentioned this to you, but uh, we had we had a tiff and I was I was sarcastic at the wrong time. And uh, she took it. She 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 took it the wrong way. I think it was on both of ours. Um, I was definitely in love with her. And uh, the plan was that we would have a vacation. And we would I would meet up with her in Denmark or so. Yeah, in Denmark. And then like we would like tour uh, Europe. And I pissed her off after we had made that itinerary, I guess. Okay. wasn't like like no tickets were purchased or anything like that but like we knew that we were gonna like do like a two-week tour together and it didn't work out um i said the wrong thing and she took it the wrong way and it didn't work out i got on a flight and when i landed like she didn't uh she didn't want to see me it was cool because i had a backup plan because I, it was like kind of the writing was on the wall 
And um, I was able to just like do my Euro trip at that point. And uh, it was unfortunate because I loved her as a friend and I really liked her as a person. I could have been in love with her. Like it's arguable as to whether I, whether I was in love with her. I definitely loved her as a friend. And like, I, I hated the fact that I lost her as a friend. Um, but it didn't, it didn't go away until I fell in love with somebody else. And I think so you've been in love. You've been in love more than once. Right, right. Yeah, definitely been in love more than once. And I think that when I when I say that, I think that I probably was in love with her because my belief is that you don't fall in love with somebody until you fall out of love with the previous person. Um, I agree with you. So, yeah, it, it you know, I, I ended up losing a good friend because of my mouth and because she took she took what I said the wrong way um, and I ended up falling in love with somebody else. But, you know, there's always, there's always shit that I come up with uh, as to why I don't want a relationship. Um, you know, how my you're, personality not re- you're, yeah. you're actually not ready. That's, that's I'm the, not, the yeah. bottom line. I'm, I'm completely not ready for a relationship. And like, I'm not, I'm not one that if somebody tells me that, like you just told me that I'm not one to uh, be negative about it or clap back or anything like that. No, I'm not ready. Like if, if you find somebody that enjoys hanging out all day, and having casual sexual relationships and uh, is a very selfish person. Like I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody and then feeding, like giving, feeding off that negative energy to somebody else. Like that's awful. You know, like there are Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, I I think that I'm better than a lot of people because a lot of people would, they will go out and find a relationship with those negative qualities or negative attributes. And they would, they would feed that off to somebody else. Like that's how you find like those bad relationships you find a bad seed in a relationship and then they feed it off to somebody else where two people, they didn't need to be together in the first part and they end up becoming just a bad and disgusting relationship to see and experience. Like for me, I'll, I'll know when I'm ready. I just, I definitely don't want one now. I enjoy what when I you're, do. when you're, when you're ready, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. Like I'm not the people that are like waiting for it and waiting for it to happen. Like, you know, when you wait for something and you get it, you don't know how to appreciate it when it when it when when you have to to go out, you have to go out and live your life. And find, you know, you'll somebody will fall into your life when the time is right. And if you're doing what you like to do, that's when you meet people. Yeah. You know, was, you know what? You just reminded me of something when, when you said that I, um, I spoke to a very, very good uh, female friend of mine who I had like an interest in and I called her up on the phone. Cause like, you know, it's like always text or like message. Anytime you get a phone call from me out of the blue, then it's like something important. So like I called well, her. Yeah, I don't need, wait, I don't even have your number and you don't have mine. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it's just, it's always casual conversation with me. So like, I, you know, right. I, I felt, I felt these feelings about her. And then like, I called her up and I just said, dude, I, I'm, um, I always think about you and like, I really like you and like, let's make, let's make something of this. in like, I don't know, a year or two. Um, cause like situation as of now, like it wasn't, it wasn't going to work out as it was. So maybe there'll be something in the, in the very near future. And like, I just told her like flat out, dude, like I really like you. And like, I really hope to be a relationship with you sometime in the near future. And like, she just like, I don't even think she could like come up with a conclusion or anything. She was like, Holy shit. Like you of all people, you just threw me for a loop. Um, 
Yeah, it was just it was it was a wild situation. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. Well, um, keep me posted on that. But I do <laughs> anticipate with you. Yeah. In three to five years, I'm gonna get a call or I'm gonna get a, an IM. Uh oh. That's what. But I really had this conversation. I expect to get an invitation, and you told me absolutely you're gonna get an invitation. I want you there. <laughs> we already yeah, talked yeah. about this. Absolutely. Um, no, you'll definitely get an invitation. <laughs> um, now, if I ever call you and tell you that I'm getting married, yeah. Um, again, I I don't know. You, I, I I think you need to ask me if I'm healthy because I can't imagine. <laughs> Maybe I'll date you at that point. I'll uh, you'll be you'll be able to know at that point like whether you're actually getting married or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on another day. We'll go back to Spiritos. That wasn't a date. No, it was like friends getting together. It was like That's, not it. You and I are friends. Yeah, we went on a date as friends. Nothing more. Yeah, I mean, what's a date? Uh, you, didn't you ask me that question one day? You you asked me that. What's a date? So I'm going to ask you this: What do you constitute a date? What constitutes a date for you? Um. A date like, to me. Like, a date is that me. the chick that you took to Waffle House? <laughs> is that a date? Best date ever? Yeah, no, totally. Like, that was a date. And I'll tell you why it's a date. So we met on Tinder. We 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 matched on Tinder and we were talking. I think she really liked the Beatles. And um, we got on that subject. And because she lived out in PA, she lived in Lehigh Valley. And we met up at Waffle House. She didn't fucking enjoyed the waffle. I don't even know if she ate Waffle House before, but she fucking enjoyed the waffles. And I said, okay, well, there's a casino down the street. Let's go. And she said, okay, I'm down. We got to the casino. Um, she, we went in, we saw a karaoke show, like, cause I think they had like karaoke at the, at the Sands at the time in Bethlehem. We saw a karaoke show. We probably spent like, I don't know, 30, 50 bucks uh, at the slot machines and, and table games and lost all our money. Uh, we get back to the car. She's like, yo, like you're the first date in a long time that uh, I generally, I genuinely enjoyed. And you didn't like show me your dick or like you didn't ask to fuck me. And I was like, dude, this is like the, the, the trend of guys that just like match with you and like go on dates with you. Like, holy and they, shit. And they, they, and this is what kills me. They send these pictures, dude, a picture is forever. <laughs> no, it's true. She, um, so friends so are forever. She, she genuinely like enjoyed the day. We had food. I mean, waffle house is clearly not like, um, um car mines or anything like that but like it was a it was a bonding at the waffle house we had good food and we went and got entertainment like that's dude that's a date like a date for me what constitutes a date is two people mutually attracted or potentially mutually attracted to one another getting entertainment the food can be a, a necessity it could be a luxury blah 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 but if there's entertainment to be gotten out of a date then that is what constitutes a date. And we had decent food and we had a decent time. She was pleasantly surprised that I flashed my dick out. Like most other guys that apparently like she matched up with on Tinder. And, uh, and we ended up going to like a, an, 
unorthodox way of entertainment by a casino. Like, what are the odds that, you know, most people they'll do like a walk in a park or a movie or something. It's like, no, like I'm not, I'm not that generic. You know, I think of something different. Casinos okay. like my form- So my you pe- made a memory, whether you see this person or not, again, doesn't matter. You still made a memory. Absolutely. And Absolutely. a good memory. And that's what I'm talking about with relationships or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Next, friendship making memories. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, you, you can't beat that. And to this day, like I've had, I've had great dates, but, uh, that was probably one of the best dates I've ever had. Like, um, it, you it still talk to lot. her. Uh, it's like off and on. Okay. Um, she's like really busy cause she's a nurse and like, she's dealing with a lot of fucking COVID stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think she, what she told me like a year ago was that she was, um, looking for like good vibes and like she got it uh because i think she was dealing with like a bad breakup and like she just needed like a rebound like a decent rebound person mm-hmm. like with okay. good vibes. and like that's me like i don't mind being like a rebound guy like i get what i want you get what you want and boom like we get what we want like mutual mutual agreement it's a contract like you said um so it, it worked out she's really cool and like i'll message her from time to time and then like it's just that but uh cool yeah. Um, looks like we're definitely running on time, but uh, Fran, I really appreciate you coming on and like you talking about all the shit with me. Um, you know, I will. I enjoy talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope a lot of people like this, uh, like this episode because in, in the, in the past we've done music travel, um, high profile sexual assault cases, me too. Um, the last one was about education. Like there's always something new that, uh, we're going to talk about. And, uh, I really appreciate Fran for, uh, discussing it with me. You have your views. I have mine, but like, we always have the mutual respect for one another that, um, there's always something to bring to the table and always something to learn. So thank you so much, Fran. Thank you. All right. And thanks everyone for listening. Please continue to watch uh, or listen to the Warden Corner Walker. There'll always be a good episode that you're, you're into here. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye.